Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of the shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Hay would be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. J.L. Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. Huh. What up, Dominique? Hey, 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 Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Charity Shade. Hey, we have three guys on. Right back at you. Happy Thursday. Freeloaders in the house. Shout out to Ricky, new freeloader. Ricky. <laughs> Who's Ricky? Freeloader. Guy I work with. Ricky. Oh, Ricky, is that how you say his name? Freeloader. You say Ricky? Rick! <laughs> pretty Ricky? Does he go by Pretty, pretty Ricky. Ricky? He don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling him Ricky. And there's another cat. Luis! There's another one. Pretty Luis. Pretty Luis. <laughs> another one I work with. Pretty Boy Luis! Another one I work with. Couple people got a couple new freeloaders coming into the family. All right, that's how it starts freeloading. And Pretty then, Luis. next thing you know, you're a patron. Yeah, turn them on to it. So, I have a couple of people that I, that I do things with Ricky and Luis uh-huh. coming on in. Coming on in with us. Dude, did we get, did I get uh, Liam? I think I got Liam too. Liam. 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 Another, pretty Liam. Pretty Liam. <laughs> Liam is a pretty little dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a pretty little dude, tell you the truth. Pretty motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, these are all people that you work with? Uh, various various things. Various capacities? Various capacities. Yeah. Different capacities. Do they know each other? A little bit, yeah. Okay. So now they're all hyped. They heard each other's they're names. All hyped. Oh, Yay! oh, Liam, he almost forgot you, Ben. <laughs> you know, I forgot about you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ireland! <laughs> I was going to say that sounds European, yeah. Liam. Well, he's from that Irish descent, you know, William, Liam. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, you know, Liam backwards is male. It's very manly. It is very mm. male. It is very M-A-I-L, manly. M-A-I-L, though. It's, M-A-I-L. It's not going to be male. or however they fucking do it. Because he delivers. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did yeah. there. That's why you're the best joke writer in the city, man. That's, that's right. <laughs> I see what you did. Well, every now and Shout then, out Tony, to Tony Woods. Tony Woods walks in. You're like, oh, right. Yeah, I'm really not that good. <laughs> Shout out to Tony Woods who came through the draft house Saturday night and, uh, yeah, he was like, I'm not going to go on. I'm not going to go on. I'm not going to go on. And guess what? Yeah. He went on. Yeah, he went on. He's been, he, he's been going up. He doesn't, uh, he'll wait wait until the end. Doesn't want to bump yeah, people. Doesn't like to bump people. Like God you sure you knows we'd let him. We'll put you on right now if you <laughs> right want. Right now. We'll let you as long as you want. Uh, bump everybody. <laughs> we'll let you do as long we, as you want. We insist you bump everybody. <laughs> right now. You do as long as you want to do. <laughs> no, I'll go on at the end. I'll wait till there's uh, <laughs> 10 people in the crowd. Right. Everyone's and then gone he'll home. Go on and destroy ten people. Right. <laughs> destroy them. Just destroy ten people. In the meantime, we'll stand out in the 
But what's my man with the beard that was <laughs> the <laughs> hater? About, yeah, there was a there was a hater in the book. I the, can never remember his name. Pretty Alex. Pretty Alex. Pretty Alex. Yeah, pretty Alex. <laughs> it's them eyes that get you that 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 push the pretty over the top with his little with his little chubby. <laughs> I tell him all the time. <laughs> yeah, because he he loves it. Oh. The way he was just riffing Jelani, just I was like, yeah, that's, that's hateful. That's but hateful. he was riffing a build that he has. Yeah. So like, how can he riff his build? A rip on his build. Yeah, you're heavier than him, dog. <laughs> it's all about confidence. He's still holding it together. So, you heavier than him, dog. Right. <laughs> you got that beard though, so that beard pushes it over the top. Yeah. And that freshly shaved head. Yeah. And the green eyes. And he does have the green eyes. <laughs> Those were black men with green eyes. <laughs> they used to be powerful back in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Sermon. Black man with green eyes. That could. Or was that Parrish Smith, the Green Eyed Bandit? That was Parrot. No, that yeah. was Eric Sermon. Was it Eric Sermon? Yeah, he's a Green Eye Bandit. Yeah. And then uh, Donnie Simpson, Green Eye Stunner. Right. What? Um, who called him that? Uh, who was the white, the white singer, the white white girl who sang very soft? Tina Marie. Tina Marie. Called yeah. Donnie Simpson the Green Eye Stunner. Uh, he yeah. lived off that one for a while. Yeah. Nah, he was happy with it. She <laughs> called him that. <laughs> right. <laughs> she was her calling him that. <laughs> okay. Cat dude. Donnie Simpson, pretty motherfucker. Pretty motherfucker. <laughs> pretty motherfucker from the bank. You know. Never liked you anyway. Yeah, now light skin is out. You know, you never hear not enough about medium skin. <laughs> That's me, baby. It's all light skin, dark skin. That's me, medium what? skin. What about medium skin? I'm lighting the winter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lighting the winter. There's no, I mean, what's the line? There's got to be like a middle, like a... A couple shades in the middle that are just, neither light nor dark. Just a guy. Just the average? <laughs> just a guy. The story of my life. Just the just average? Just a guy. <laughs> just, just a Not dude. light, yet not dark. Just a dude. Just a Goldilocks of brownness. Right. <laughs> just right. Just right. <laughs> just Medium skin. Well, dark came in with Wesley Snipes, I think. Wesley was a big purveyor of the dark. It's all about the, uh, he was pretty too. He was a he was yeah. a good looking dude. He's jacked. Yeah, it's all about the aesthetic. Yeah, you know, this is more uh, your alley. Dude, is he a handsome cat to you? The no? face, no. You don't like, don't care for no. The face? Oh, you don't like the face? I don't care for the face. Okay. I feel like that's what makes someone handsome. So the build is ridiculous. Yeah, even the yeah. guy looking at him like right. he's fucking <laughs> yeah. yoked. Yeah. <laughs> even in movies where he's not supposed to be, he's weirdly jacked up for some strange reason. <laughs> like, you're playing why? a junkie Wesley like, what you, you a, dr- a drug ball a drug kingpin and you got abs <laughs> that doesn't make sense I don't even show you working out uh, well, I guess in it wasn't in New Jack City wasn't there like a basketball scene yeah but that ain't got nothing to do with abs yeah, I know he's just, it, it was exercise uh, was he, he playing? wasn't playing he it wasn't was, playing it was G Money that was sh- right. just shooting hoops that's right G Money was shooting hoops it wasn't him he didn't do nothing yeah and then you see this thing in the pool I'm like why is he ripped like right. that <laughs> doesn't make sense yeah, you know he's doing crunches yeah. He's got a lot of interests. Yeah. Ice T actually was working out. Didn't look not, not even close. No, not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not even close. Probably shouldn't have been working out like that. Yeah. Not, not even close. Ice T light skin. Very light skin. Yeah. yeah. Strange face. Very strange face. <laughs> <laughs> strange face. Who else is who else is in the light skinned alley? Ooh, Shamar Moore. What's it well, he's a come on now. Uh well, I mean, I can't. I mean, I guess I'm biased. I mean, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your, 
what's your color what's your color range that catches your eye what do you Co- have one my co- i don't that have that catches your eye dark scandinavian is it scandinavian it's <laughs> <laughs> translucent uh-huh. that's irish i'm irish people no i mean i don't know like I, it varies. It just it just depends. I like I like. I mean, depends on the face. It really okay. Do, it, so does, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Okay. Now what is it about the, the face? Something's particular. Nice smile. You have to have nice teeth. Have all your teeth. The old smile. Yeah. The because a lot of women go for look- eyes. Uh, that's when you hear a lot. That's nice. <laughs> uh, eyes are nice. Having eyes are yeah. nice. Um, I have eyes. The strong, <laughs> strong jaw. The strong jaw. I was gonna say the yeah the the manly. Like uh, American dad jaw. Yeah. I don't know even know what makes a strong jaw. <laughs> Just that square. Is it big? No, not like protruding. <laughs> like a big... Massive underbite. Yeah, <laughs> no. You know. Large chin. No. Big ass Barry Bonds jaw. Strong. I don't know. The steroid jaw. <laughs> yeah. Big ass steroid The roided jaw. up jaw. The giant head. <laughs> you know. Big peanut head. Looks like bonk. <laughs> Right. Something Samson would beat beat somebody to death with a jawbone. Yeah, give me a jawbone. Uh, do you want to call Dominic? I told him five minutes. I was do it now? Eight minutes ago. Yeah, let's go ahead and do it now. We got to set this up. We should set this up, yeah. right? Because um, I want we, we want Dominic to set it up. Yeah. Uh, one of our listeners who we interact with a lot on mostly Facebook, right? Maybe Twitter a little bit. Um, passed away last week suddenly. Mm-hmm. Suddenly. And he was a listener to uh, also Black Eye Tips. I think he might have shout out came to us from them. found us from them mostly. Uh, that's ninety percent of the time. That's what happens. Usual story. So, um, Damon I, Ray York. Yeah, I found him. I found out about this because I got up on Sunday. I think it was Sunday of last week. Got up and. Uh, We used to uh, text back and forth, and yeah. uh, I saw his name. I was like, "What is this?" And it was his mother. Yeah, I think he went by Ray. It seems like a lot of the people on Facebook were calling him Ray, but he just got married like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. maybe. And then he also posted that he had like some surgery like a couple weeks ago, but he was like, it was like seemed like minor, like he was doing okay. And then I guess it just you know whatever happened. Happened so, Dominic also um, mm-hmm. exchanged some messages with him. I I don't really interact with people online, so uh, maybe the occasional like on a post, maybe the comment. But Dominic, I think, had some uh, exchanges with him as well. So Dominic wanted to call in and talk about that. I'm gonna, you know, what he was gonna do, Damon. He was going to make us a a metal. Yeah, uh, track. And I told him, yeah, absolutely. He emailed us over the summer and said he had uh, done everything but programming the drums, which right. was he said was a pain was in the like, ass. I was like, absolutely. <laughs> so we were like, all right, whatever, get to it. Because um, he was into like uh, like he played guitar. Right. He was asking me about how to improve his core strength. He felt like he had his knees were wobbly, and I was like, yeah, just do a plank regime and yeah, YouTube the YouTube the form. Make sure your form is right. I can't see you, so make sure your form is right. So. It was interesting having these having these talks from someone. I opened up the thing. I knew he had a couple of health issues, but nothing. Yeah, you don't think life threatening, right? You know? And if he was, he wasn't saying anything about it, right? And he just looks like a relatively young guy too. So right. it's like you know, you don't you generally don't right, think right. He's a world traveler. He spent some time in Japan, hence the Ray. Yeah, you know, he was taking a martial arts, so he would 
we would text back and forth, ask questions about that. I've also become the, uh, it's a lot of responsibility. I've become the go to for blackness. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> people, medium blackness. People text me <laughs> about medium black stuff, <laughs> which I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, you know, people do usually once or twice. I want to say once or twice a day, but a couple times a week, I get a, I get a, I get a DM from somebody wanting me to recommend a book for them or asking me a question about something or just asking me what do I think about this or even people will just text me sometimes just to vent about stuff that they've got going on. I'm like, that's fine. Go ahead. Uh, do you still get people tagging you into their Facebook arguments? Like, hey, can, can you come be mad for me? Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because I think I'm a little too mean <laughs> to yeah. their friends. You know, be mad on my behalf. <laughs> I'm a little too mean to their friends. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tag me in and be angry about how I fight. Yeah. Right. Because these are like their friends and I'm like. Mm. I'm always leery about like, hey, hey, come be mad. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm going to mess up your day. So yeah. tag me in. I'm going <laughs> to tag you in the Charity night. was going back and forth with a with another local comic and I didn't get in. Just because of that, I was like, "Ah, oh, she's doing fine." Yeah, I didn't tag you in either. I, know, I didn't tag anybody. You didn't tag anybody in. But then there were other people who were tagging in who were mad that more black men weren't tagging in. Remember that? And I was like, <laughs> "There's no reason for me to jump in this." I had it. <laughs> when you say black men, you talk about me. There's no reason for me to get in this. She's doing fine. <laughs> she's doing fine. She ain't saying anything. I wouldn't be saying. <laughs> Why you gotta put me in this shit? I think more black men need to. You need to. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you need to hang back, and she's doing fine all on her own. Let's get a medium perspective on this <laughs> tag. <laughs> so yeah, Dominic. Also, I think Dominic gets um, him and Dominic gets a lot of the workout kind of stuff too, because so. he posts all those Instagram videos. Way of more him. than way more than I even do. Actually, he hasn't done that that much lately. He used to post a lot of Instagram videos of him, like just throwing kettlebells around. I know, right, right. shirtless. Yeah, like all the time. Like a magician pulling a. I'm about to. I'm about to make a scarf. Dish, a diss track video of myself lifting shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> just for Dom. Just to tag Dominic. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a lift off. Yeah, we'll go ahead and call him. Yeah, I'll give him a call. I told him I'd call him in an hour, like past the time him. I was going to call him. Go ahead and call him, and then because I know he w- he had been very friendly with Damon, so I think we need to. By the way, is his does the GoFundMe still up, or is it? He had a GoFundMe for his funeral expenses, which should still be up. If I can it is, double check. Drop us some money. Drop some three guys' money. Oh, yeah, I put a little bit guys. of my own money in it last yeah, week. Because so have I. So put but I think it's still on, open. Put a little three guys' bond money on it. Yeah, selling. you decide how much you want to drop in. Um, let's call Dominic right now. Hope he can hear us all. What up? Hey, what's up, man? What's up? It's us and uh, Charity. How you doing, Charity? Hi, how are you? How are we hanging yeah. out? Your family there? What's wrong, man? Oh man, I've just been chilling in the house. It was a late ass night last night. Well, I mean, you had you you the one that had to go to Tikka Taco. 
I didn't have to go to Tiki Taco. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I saw your eyes. (laughs) You were like, I have to go. I had to have a victory taco. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I have to go. I have to go do this. You had like the the angry jaw set. Like, I have. I have to do this. Did you Did you sit there eat tacos and listen to your set on your phone that you just did? No, I couldn't listen to that set, man. I know I did good, but I don't want to listen to it. I I deleted it off my phone. Oh, you deleted it. Deleted it. Oh, you got to. Yeah. Can't do that. You might need it. You in two years, you might be dying to hear that set. You can't just get rid of it. Why? Because I'm so terrible? No, it, it's just no. there's nostalgia. Sometimes you want to go back and relive just those a, moments. Just that time I crushed it's these motherfuckers at a, high, at a weed show. Okay, it's in the cloud. He's got it in the cloud. He can yeah. pull it out. Maybe some motivation, you know, next time you're working out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ah, ah, ah. It was just all crowd work, so it wasn't like it was like jokes that I could take out of it. It was just like making fun of the, addressing the obvious in the environment that I was in last night. Right. Those are fun though. Those are fun sets. Yeah, that was re- it. Was really fun, and like so, I I thought that's what I was gonna do when I went into it, and um, and then at the last minute, the vibe changed, and when the dude was like, uh, he was like, "I'm gonna bring out your headliner." I had no idea he was gonna say that, and that kind of made me feel. It just made me feel different right before I stepped on the mic. Yeah. And then when I got on the mic, I was just like, "Fuck oh, did it!" You, did you have an "I'm the man" feeling? Yeah, I basically, I Dominic, tried to I was just like, yeah. I'm the man. <laughs> I was walking Dominic. out with my chest out. It was funny, too, because right before I came out, they were playing, like, Curtis Mayfield and shit. Mm-hmm. It had, like, an old pimp vibe in there mm-hmm. and then just took it off. But got to give props to the two people confronting because Pearl Rose was the first comic up um, on the second part of in- Intermission, and she she got them, and then Adrian went up right before he... And he he was a perfect segue. Did he talk about sluts? Good idea. What was that? Did he talk about sluts? Adrian loves talking about sluts or something. No, he did. He was he was <laughs> gone. You gotta stop doing so that. He Adrian. was just having fun. <laughs> he was gone. I know what you like mean. His, like, yeah, he just had his like his like you know that that slow draw and that easy demeanor. Yeah. yeah, and they they loved them, and then it was just I just went out with a bunch of energy, nervous ass energy right off yeah. the bat. And yeah, they felt it. Nervous, nervous slash pimp. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel different. I felt a level unlocked because you know I stink that crowd work. Yeah, yeah he went and, out there and uh, grabbed him by the back of their neck. Come here, woman. Come here. Come here. And I just did crowd work for. Ooh. It was a weird dynamic to not be. The lesson learned was. Um, also now is how to get them back when you get them that high. Mm. Yeah, I got I got them to such a point doing crowd work that when I just did my bits, they got last stuff. The bits but weren't I as good as a crowd work. Yeah, point. we've all been. There. Yeah, that's they don't want the bits anymore. Yeah. They want you to that's talk what, about. That's really what it is in the moment. Shit, mm-hmm. they don't want bits no more. Yeah, that's probably what it was. But I, I was pushing like six, seven minutes of just crowd work right yeah. off the front, and I I was done. I, I was worn out myself. I had to just like stop. What else? What else? <laughs> yeah, we don't I got want really, bits no more. <laughs> yeah, because I came up when I came up on the mic. I just took my time, and it, I'm getting really comfortable of it being quiet. Yeah, and uh, it got real quiet after he introduced me, and that's when I just said the obvious thing that was on my brain, and uh, it just. When it exploded there, I just rode the wave, mm-hmm. and it was it was a wrap for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now, it was not yeah. anything I wouldn't expect. Shop art space. 
Then you come over to the draft house, gloat for a bit. <laughs> Gloating. Yeah, I just killed it. It's on my phone. <laughs> Feet barely touched the ground. I'm going to get a taco. I'm going to yeah. get a taco. Victory taco. <laughs> and then you went to get your taco, your Hawaiian-themed. Uh, draft house needs some hand food, man, some finger food or something. This bullshit Rice Krispie Treat. You better man. go and eat that Rice Krispie Treat. Quit fucking around. Yeah, there needs to be like a food truck around the corner or something. I agree with that. Buy, yeah, yeah. Buy yeah. a cookie from uh, Keith, uh. from Keith, and I'm gonna tell you like I told Jelani yesterday. Gonna lose that foot. <laughs> <laughs> Jelani gonna lose that foot, man. Those cookies. Jelani are- don't should be eating cookies. He looks like a big ass cookie jar already. <laughs> I told him. <laughs> <laughs> Hater. <laughs> I told him out here talking about I play I play basketball when <laughs> So I told him last night. What's green eyed boy? Alex. And green eyed Alex had the nerve to talk shit to Jelani. Oh, is that Alex? Oh my god. <laughs> we didn't want to say like, We weren't gonna like say it like that, Damn. but okay. <laughs> hey, 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 it's fat Alex. <laughs> 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 we weren't gonna say it like that, but all right, we'll, we'll yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you got a different. There's so many Alex's fat Alex. Uh, the, view, Alex. the views of Alex <laughs> being overweight are no way indicative of three guys on podcast, and are all <laughs> indicative of Dominic Rivera. <laughs> yeah, did you want to name all the Alexes again? I think we cut you off. What was it you said? Ooh, what other Alexes? You said fat Alex. What was the other ones? <laughs> Drunk Alex. Crazy <laughs> Alex. Yeah, we all know that one. Yeah, he don't get to come around no more. And then Family Man Alex, Alex Scott. <laughs> He's a family man. He's got kids. Family Man kids. He'll come, but you got to be something yeah. for a reason. Yeah. He ain't just coming just to stand on the street and eat, t- and eat uh, cupcakes or cookies anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Them it was shits a dope is out. night. Dope night last night. Well, I'm feeling it tonight, and then you, you topped it off with a ticket taco. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep till noon. Yeah, man. Uh, was that, now that's now a night like that year, being man. topped off. Bullshit. A night like that being topped off is is it better to top it off with sex or with a taco? Well, that's food, the man. same thing. Food is my shit. <laughs> I like I love food. <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, but real talk though, it's also like the camaraderie of it. You like to go like this weekend. Um, it was a lot of good shows I was on, and I just wrapped up the night like with a couple good people that I know, just like eating, talking about what happened, and just just chilling. You know what I mean? It doesn't always have to be some crazy. What shit. if you could combine the two, food conversation and sex? Excuse me, the three. What if you could put them all three together? What do you think that night would do for you? <laughs> <laughs> My ass came home and laid down on the couch. <laughs> He's been on the couch ever since. He's been on the couch ever oh. since. <laughs> As yeah, so we call to talk about um, our uh, one of our tens of fans who passed on, uh, Damon. Yeah, Ray. the homie Damon. Yeah, you probably. I mean, I like I was telling telling the listeners as well as Charity and Andy is that I would speak to him every now and then. We would talk much. Um, we would talk on Messenger about different things, you know. And I feel like you probably had more interactions with him than I even did. No, it was pro- probably the same, you know what I mean? Like, he shouted me out a couple weeks because ago, um, maybe a couple weeks ago, like in August was like the last time I had a really conversation with him because he was, uh, you know, getting back on track. Mm-hmm. And uh, he shouted me out, was like, thanks for the morning motivation and stuff. And uh, I hadn't touched base with him before, and then I just, I had heard what he was going, up, going through, and I was like, you don't have to thank me. And he just was like, yeah. now nah, the podcast and this. 
and that and thank you and I like how you open up when you're going through shit and you don't um you have a tendency not to understand the impact you can have on people because you talk to them on social media and you don't see them face to face and sometimes you don't think the things that you do have an impact on people but little things like that let you know you know right. he was one of those dudes that would love to get on the chats and just post trash <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, just to be involved and things like that. And that, like I said, it's simple to us when we're talking shit and we're just playing around. We don't know, but to a lot of people, that makes them happy. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, to have them, uh, you know what I mean, have them reach out, um, especially for me, like a person, I don't, it's not that I don't have, a, I can't make friends. I just don't like interacting with a lot of people. Um, when they reach out like that, man, it makes, I'll be going through some shit too. And sometimes that makes me feel happy as shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Damon, and it's not only Damon, it's Adrian. It's, we talk about our kids. People send us messages about our kids. If I talk about the emotional shit I went through when we did the Dylan podcast like six months ago, right? Um, I had a ton of people reach out to me behind the scenes telling me what they were going through and, and things like that. And that really means a lot. So when I saw that post, you know what I mean? It hit me like, I'm not going to get, I was selfish. I'm not going to get that dude not going to reach out to me anymore. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And then I'm not going to be able to interact back. And there's a hole there, man, because we're, it, it, we're like a little family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was talking to, um, I just had a conversation with Olivia, uh, one of the legal, one of our legal uh, consultants out of Chicago, about um she's coming into town next month to uh I said, well maybe I can put us together a little three guys on ten slash sock puppet brunch. You know, she's been with us for a while and uh her and her wife and I think this her son is coming with her too. Her wife's son. And um yes I said her fucking idiots. What? What? And what? um we were talking about that about how you know people and you um but you never see them face to face you just know them through mm-hmm. the internet and, and and how does it how do you feel about them you know i have a i don't want to say conflicted about it when i saw his death it's like i don't know how to i never met him i didn't know him but i know him and he knows me more than I know him because I talk about myself all the time. He knows he knows my wife's name. He knows my kid. Yeah. You know, he knows on paper. He knows what kind of father I am. You know what I mean? So he has this stuff invested in me, and all these people have things invested in us. And I don't. I just like how are we to feel about? I don't. I don't know. That's having fans. Yeah. It's yeah. one sided in that sense. Yeah. You know, but also it's a generational thing. Your daughter's generation. She's gonna have a ton of friends that she's never met. Right. For us, we have like decades, at least a couple decades of this one way of interacting with well, people, uh, and then I, a new. Yeah, thing. man, that's a big, that's a key point. One my of my older clients. One of my older clients pointed out that uh, she was like, "Well, in my day, and she's dead ass serious. She's in her 60s. She was like, it's pen pals. She said, it's the same yeah. thing.' Yeah, but people that wasn't mainstream. Yeah, well, you know. you know, for her, it was pen pals. She had a pen pal. She was a woman she was pen pals with from childhood, 40 years. They never saw each other. Yeah. Just unloading information about <laughs> life to each other. Right. And just not, 
I mean, there's a movie. There's a movie behind it. Beaches. Two little girls meet on the beach one day and become pen pals. Yeah, man. The, the whole the <laughs> whole point behind even just pen pals and and that and online how it relates is that um, those are people that are invested in you, but they're going out of their way, out of the norm, to stay in contact with you, which makes right. that bond even stronger because they don't have to do that. Right. You know what I mean? And especially now, we're we. You can look at his page or whatever. That that dude had hundreds and hundreds of people that loved him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That he had various interests, whether it be anime, whether it be rock, heavy metal. What he had all these different avenues that he could go down social media to interact with people, and he chose to purposely interact with you or me or Andy. I mean, a lot more. You know what I mean? I tell my son all the time. Your friends are the people who actively want to communicate with. They go out their way to find you. you right. Know what I mean? And when someone like that does that, you know what I mean? It means it means a hell of a whole lot. You know what I mean? It's like um, it's like y'all put me on the rod, and I didn't know who Rod was before the podcast. And then I listened to Rod um, a lot more free time with the long ass podcast. I used to listen to the Black Eyes and Tips. I got my whole house listens to it. They listen to that more than listen to anything that I do. Mm-hmm. But they get invested. They feel like a family, you know, right, what I mean? right. to Rod and and and, and Kay and uh, and I and like Rod. I got some stuff off of Rod just listening to him talk with his wife and the interaction that it made. Like I remember like a year or so ago, he brought up like taking vacation time and your mental health and discussing things like that. And I made those life changes off of something that he said. It was like a light bulb that hit off in my in my brain. You know what I mean? And I can't wait to meet that dude. I was supposed to meet him a couple weeks ago for their uh, live podcast, but I couldn't get to uh, North Carolina because mm-hmm. of the storm. But that's what happens, man. We built these relationships, and now we want these people in our lives. So I think it'll hit us in a couple months when yeah. it's not there. You know what I mean? I remember we did a show at the at this was a long time ago, early in the podcast years, and a cat out of Richmond heard us and um he had he knew we were doing this show. It wasn't even our show. Andy and I just happened to be on the show together. And he came he was in town for work. He came up to the show at the Beer Baron and then after I got off stage. I walked over to the bar, and he walked over to me with a with a shot of bourbon <laughs> because he knows I drink bourbon. And he was like, "We're doing a shot of bourbon. Let's go." I was like, "Yes, we are." <laughs> you know, Sold. We're doing a shot of brown, but he knows that because I talk about it on the on the podcast, and I talk about these things. I just try to. I know when I meet people, like when I met Rod and when Karen, when we finally did a face to face. It's, this is who I am, this is who they are, so we don't have to put on any airs, you know what I mean? So when I try to talk to somebody face-to-face, that I just try to, this is just who I am, and this is it. What you hear on the podcast is what you hear, right, is, is me. I'm not I'm not making anything up for you. And I hope that when I talk to somebody, like, I wish I could have got a chance to meet Damon, he would ask me questions about martial arts all the time, because he was studying uh, trying yeah, to keep yeah, himself yeah, healthy, yeah. so we would talk about it all the time. I would love to have worked out with him. I like doing shit like that, you know. You know, if yeah, I'm man. In it's town just or it's, something like that. it's like you said, man. Those people like Damon, people in general that reach out to us and things like that. 
we need them. Yeah. Because we don't, and it's not from a fan thing or anything mm-hmm. like that for listeners. It's the fact that they allow you to keep growing because you're not going to talk about yourself. Ain't nobody listening. Right. You know what I mean? If ain't nobody's interacting with you and be like, I'm not the same way. Like right. for me, I was a close off dude for a long time. And a lot of it is like talking to y'all, being open, saying shit that I normally never would have told anyone. And then seeing the response, like I'll be somewhere and, uh, I'll post something on Facebook about my son or mental health or something like that. And then people will come up to me, like when I'm at shows and be like, Hey man, I saw what you posted about such and such. Hey, thank you. That was really cool. And it doesn't, like I said, that makes me want to be even more open the next time when I talk about some real shit. You know I mean, cause I know somebody else out there is going through. And I also need, I need a hug too online sometimes too. <laughs> right, right. You know I mean, I'm going through some shit too. I mean, it's always cool when someone checks in. You be like, Hey man, how you doing? I heard this or blah, blah, blah. That means a lot, man. Sometimes I don't, I don't think we we always uh, not you know what I mean to be consciously, but I don't think we go out of our way sometimes to just say thank you. Yeah, yeah, we. I know. I try to say it as much as I can to our tens of fans, <laughs> tens of <laughs> fucking freeloaders. Not the freeloaders, though, but the <laughs> 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 Y'all don't get shit. <laughs> All the freeloaders can fuck off. Our tens of tens of fans, you know, and let them know. You know, but you never know who you're talking to until right. some lady comes walking up to me at the, hi, I'm April. I'm, I listen to your podcast. Wow. Now we're friends online. She's a professor in Denver, you know. <laughs> you know, now we speak back and forth. I got to do this talking to people more. Yeah, yeah. Andy, <laughs> Andy is, a, I'm going to stand over here and look at my phone. That's Andy. Yeah. <laughs> If if people walk up to me, people have to, I'm weird and white. What? People people initiate with me, I will talk to them all night, but I don't initiate. That's the thing. And I think once people figure that out, then they get it. But people who haven't been around me are like, he's just over there doing nothing. Isn't it funny how the comics get that? I mean, the podcasters get that, but the comics don't. Yeah. The comics want something. Yeah. (laughs) They get, Uh, yeah, there's ulterior motives. The podcast fans don't. You know how many times I'll be like, hey, man, so what in this? And I was like, just go talk to him. (laughs) Yeah. Just say hi. You know what I mean? He's a regular person. He's oh, a human you, too. You know what I mean? If you, if you come up to me talking about comedy, I'll talk comedy all night. Yeah, I'll do that all night with you. Uh, yeah, but some people don't even want to do that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't know what it is. And they'll like your shit online. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they what you call it. Then they see you right there. They won't say anything. I'm just like, you can't develop anything. Communication, network. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you, that's, you went through it early on. Just, mm-hmm. just like with yeah, us, told, like we said, I was like, I didn't like this motherfucker Randolph. <laughs> with Damon, you went through it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you got, but I also sit in the cut and I watch how people interact, and then I can understand them better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it was ten years ago, I'd be like, "Fuck this dude." But nowadays, I, you know what I mean? Everybody you have has their own. Never got on this podcast. <laughs> 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 I mean, what, I wasn't even trying to get on a podcast. I know. I trying to be like, what's up? Can I get be number 18 on the list? And nope. You would have got no time. And it would have been through your like, own fault. Yeah. And, but I tell people that all the time. It's just about open and community. And I, I'm practicing what I preach because most of the shit that's been happening to me lately is just being open and communicating. But again, it's the people that reach out that allow me to 
keep doing that, and it means so much to me. And like I said, when I saw that post up from his wife, and just seeing him so happy like three, four days ago, mm-hmm. it, was, it, it, it sucked, man. It, it wasn't cool um, to feel. That's been a huge part of 2018 for me. I'm fucking done with it right about now. Um, but uh, like I said, I really hurt, you know what I mean? Because you knew an email was going to come sometime from a listener or, or right. be from him more right. specifically. Like, I enjoy looking on the Patreon page, you right. freeloader. Right. You know what I mean? And, and <laughs> somebody comment and be like, hey, that was so, you know what I mean? You know how people literally are going out of their way to thank you know what I'm saying? You don't know how much that means. You know what I mean? When yeah. we see the comments or we see the interaction or people tag you, you know what I mean? That's the thing. Some of our listeners, I'll be on hiatus because, you know, I'll get in my feelings and share I'm going through. I'm, I'll pull back from social media mm-hmm. and somebody will tag me or something. You know what I mean? Just make me laugh or some shit. One of the listeners or some shit like that. Yeah. And that means a lot, man. It really does. Yeah. Well, man, I just wanted to bring you, we just wanted to bring you in to uh, let you speak on that and get your ass back in here if you can work out this. Next week. Dang, are we doing this week? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, hopefully, yeah, next week. Okay. I know it's 99% sure. Y'all know what's going on right now. So yeah, I know. Unless something changes. I know. In All the, right. And what's it called? I'll be on and we can do it. And All Charity, right. you can talk more when we talk. <laughs> I was just <laughs> yeah. I was just letting you speak. Just, you got to pull it yeah. out of Charity. I, I know. I I'm, that. I'm just. She's fine once you get her going, but you got to pull it out of her. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to take over. You know, what's it called? We were all together. Tim was out last night. I saw Andy. I saw you guys. It was fun, man. Yeah, everybody last was Last night out. was a good night. We're just all in different spots. Yeah, yeah. so Tim we popped in a beer bear. We need a super friend get a put a brunch back on. Yeah. It's just hard great. getting everybody together on like a Sunday and do a brunch. We do need to do that. I guess I'll have to work. Yeah, that'd be that cool, shit. man. I'm down for Charity, it. Charity, you're my organizer. You can do oh, shit. yeah. <laughs> I got it. That's a woman's role. <laughs> Plan the meal. I didn't say it, but <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Hey man, thanks for thanks for uh, taking the call, dog. Nah, man, anytime. Like I said, all y'all listening, non freeloaders, hit me up if you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? I appreciate it. And uh, to um, to Damon's family, and if his wife's listening, or if she's not, um, listeners, like you send a shout out, man. He was one of us. Yeah, and, he was um, a decent man. Listen, that was gonna be enough missed, for me. You know what I mean? He's really gonna be messed. All right, bro, before we get too sad. <laughs> All right, man. Let's be out. All right, love I'm you, man. Take care. Peace. Later. It's interesting that um, that happened, and then the next day I found out that an old mentor of mine, Glenn Crumpton, passed away, the comic in San Antonio, who, uh, yeah, just the, literally the next day. So that was Sunday, and then Monday, again, fucking Facebook. I opened up Facebook. And I see a message from Glenn's son saying, yeah, my father died in a motorcycle accident. I was like, oh. what? <laughs> and at first I thought it was a joke because I was like, ah, fucking comedians. You always got to do this with comedians. Like, yeah. he's fucking around. Is this true? <laughs> you know, yeah. And I poked around a little bit. And, saw, and then it was just, oh, it was blowing up San Antonio comics. And Glenn was the dude. I started doing stand-up. I was, so when I met Glenn, I had just turned 30. And Glenn was a guy who was well into his 40s, and um, he was an established, mature, professional comedian. You understand what I'm saying? He was an adult. Right. He was very much an (laughs) adult. So 
And when I started doing stand up, I was almost 20 years ago. There was in San Antonio, there was eight motherfuckers doing stand up. Mm-hmm. I say it all the time. It was eight motherfuckers doing stand up. Six of us weren't funny, <laughs> you know. And he was one of the two that was funny. Him was one of the ones that was funny, and Cleto Rodriguez was the other one, you know. And uh, Glenn had a job at the phone for Southwestern Bell is the phone company there, AT and T Southwestern Bell. He had a he had a really good job there, and he was uh, every Saturday night we we ran our show, basically the show we do now here we did in San Antonio, and he really showed me how just watching him, just how to be professional with what you do, and not even like he was a guy he drank all the time, but he was never drunk. <laughs> you know, and he drank on stage, but he was never, he was never out of control. He always looked. Oh, he was a jeans guy. Always wore jeans, but he would wear a blazer. <laughs> you know, shit like that. He was always together about himself. You know, he was he was very funny, but he was never the dude that was going to go on the road and be the headlining comic. But he was working regularly. Even when he he would stop doing stand up for a while, he after I left San Antonio, he stopped for a while. I don't want to say it was because of me that he stopped, but <laughs> <laughs> I stopped doing San Antonio. I left, he stopped for a while, but then he came back to it, and then he we reconnected on Facebook. So was he doing stand up like yeah. currently? Yeah, he was yeah. doing. He was still doing stand up, but he was he had retired from AT and T. Oh, know. so he had free time. This is where you get your motorcycle. And, yeah, yeah. He had the motorcycle. He had when I left, he had just bought a smaller motorcycle. Yeah. And then he kind of went up, up, up. Now he was driving a Triumph, which is which I call a uh, sophisticated man's motorcycle. Right. He was driving a Triumph, Triumph Roadster, and he would post stuff online, just riding around the hill country. Right. He wasn't like a wild. Nope. He was just riding around the hill country on on like a sundown, a nice day. He wasn't like that guy doing doing the wheelie nope. for five straight nope. minutes on Facebook. Nope. nope. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, and I'm watching it like, please fucking fall. Right. <laughs> you know, but Glenn was the guy that he was did everything carefully. And he said that um, his mother put a thing up. I think his mother is some somebody put up something saying he, he him and his wife were riding and um, he wasn't even riding very fast. He was taking a corner, hit some gravel, Damn. went down, just happened to hit the back of his head. Oh, mm-hmm. just a freak that? thing. <laughs> what was that? Shouldn't have, shouldn't have happened that way, but just happened that way. Right. The air lifted him and that was that. You know, I'm not anti-motorcycle either. My cousin Troy rides. I'm not. Easily could have been in a car accident. Easily could have been a car accident. Right. (laughs) Easily could have been a car accident. It's just one of those things. You know, his wife, nothing happened to his wife. She walked away, got nothing, not even a scratch. Because they were careful. They were always wore leathers and stuff like that. Just your time. You know, so they were having all these things in San Antonio, and it was weird that it happened at the exact same time. Right. Then I found out about Damon the next day. It's hard. You know, and Glenn was a guy that was really, he was one of the first white guys I've really talked to about race. <laughs> Thinking back now. No. No, he was never like <laughs> that. It wasn't that guy? Odd. He was never that guy. Nice. Maybe that's why. Right. Maybe that's why he was more like he was more like white Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting me a motorcycle. <laughs> Put on some leathers. Yeah, he was a really good, really good dude. Really good dude. I remember Tim gave me some Glenn Fittich scotch one time for my birthday, and I immediately texted Glenn like, "What do I do with this, man? How do I drink it? <laughs> Just drink it on ice, pussy." <laughs> you didn't have to I say the you, pussy man. part. Well, send it to me. <laughs> I was like, "I know, I ain't doing that." <laughs> 
Try to mix it with some Sprite. See how that does you. Does you, you know. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Come over there, yeah. mix you a drink. We did a bunch of gays together. We would do gays together in San Antonio and went to strip clubs together more than once. <laughs> more than once. You know, and but he was a gentleman at strip clubs. He tipped well. Very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very much. We'd take him to gyms afterwards. Very yeah. much. Nah, I was <laughs> <Just> stripper. <laughs> nah, was Get some stripper. pancakes. Not the stripper. You get money. You know, you sit there. No, you and him. Yeah, yeah. Not the not He the, and I were going to the gym afterwards. We did that Starfest together, that terrible concert that I've talked about. Oh, that the Cool in the Gang concert? Oh, God. <laughs> Have I ever told that story? No. Oh, God. We did this three-day festival, this three-day music festival in San Antonio called Starfest. 100 bands playing. That was how it was built. And they went to this other cat, Cleto Rodriguez, who's a great comic in San Antonio, who now is on local television in San Antonio, who was like, hey, they want comics to man the stages in between and like MC shows, and they want comics to do this. Mm -hmm. We were like, okay. And they're like, it's not going to pay. It's a hell gig, but you're in this thing, and it's it's and it will be fun, sort of. It's it's like um, ironically fun. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right. Torturously it's fun, fun, like haunted but houses. It's weirdly fun. <laughs> I'm gonna be it's scared fun, to but death. Weirdly fun. <laughs> so we all did this, and it was me, Glenn, Cleto, and only a couple others, and we each got assigned to a stage, and we very quickly learned that I ain't staying at this motherfucking stage. I'll introduce the act, and I'm gone. <laughs> right. We would walk off, and we went to other stages. We did that shit the whole weekend, and it was the jankiest shit. You had, they put me on the black stage immediately. So the black stage, the Friday night was terrible. And it was, it was started at 5 o'clock on Friday, terrible. Just the bands or the... Bands, everything. The crowd, everything. Crowds, bands, everything. It started at 5 o'clock on Friday. And Saturday was an all-day thing, and the Sunday was an all-day thing. And they had headliners each night. Friday night. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Public. Casey and the, <laughs> right. <laughs> they Casey and the Sunshine Band closed Friday night. Oh, okay. Saturday mm-hmm. night, they had Cool in the Gang. Nice. Sunday, they had, they had Journey. Journey. What? During the day. Okay. A journey was kind of on a dip at that point. No, they, I'm sorry. It wasn't a journey. It was... Uh, was it REO Speedwagon? No. Foreigner? What's the one with, <laughs> with the girl who sings Grace Slick? Oh, Jefferson Airplane? Or Jeff- Starship? It was Starship at that point. Yeah. Without her. Oh. Just the guy. That's just ship. Yeah. Just you don't even g- have your star. <laughs> just the guy, She's not the her. star. During the day on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you where there's to? And war was closing at night. And war is... It's... War, but all the original members are dead, so it's only the singer still alive. Casualties of war. Right, exactly. <laughs> only the singer's still with us. They should have called it Casualties it's of still, War. The low rider did all right. They actually put on, of the whole thing, they put on the best show. What's the other guy in Starship? Mickey something? It was that guy. That dude. And just him yeah. by himself on stage alone. Douchebag, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> He's just bitter. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, that's, they, that's what it was. Douchebag. He used to be somebody. So I'm I'm covering the I'm covering the black stage and Midnight Star. Mickey is, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, douchebag. <laughs> Midnight Star is supposed to. Uh, I'm sorry. Cool and Gang is supposed to close, but Midnight Star, group from the '80s when I was in high school, the Electricity and all that, great great group who risen and fallen but were trying to rise again. They were going to be the supporting act for this one group. Okay, so I'm back here and I'm covering the stage. Everybody knows Coolin Gang is coming. First, this local this local um, 
R&B act comes out. This white girl is the singer. They're all older musicians. They're great. I was talking to the to the keyboardist. They missed their they missed the turn. Andy knows the story. It, it's common. It's a common tale. Great local band. For whatever reason, they don't make the turn. Everybody loves them. They just right. don't make the turn. No one knows why. This is how it goes. They're great. Okay, the crowd's going crazy. Things are starting to build. Midnight Star comes out. People haven't seen Midnight Star in years. They come out. They destroy. <laughs> I mean, they destroy. They destroy. Come to find out that the promoter wasn't really going to pay them, and it came down to literally three minutes prior to showtime whether they were even going to get out the limo or not. Oh, shit. Because oh. I saw them sitting in the limo. I was like, do they know I'm getting ready to do some? Divas. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do some. And they're like, you ain't got our money. We ain't getting out of this motherfucking car. That's fair. They pulled in the Aretha Franklin. We've been doing yeah. this for a while. <laughs> we're going to play for free in the parking lot. Got out the car and destroyed. I see these I see these guys walking around backstage. And I'm like, all right, so Cool and the Gang's next. Now it's a huge crowd, so it's Cool Great. and the Gang. I'm like, all right, I see these black dudes walking around backstage. I'm thinking they're the roadies from Cool and the Gang. Right. Like, oh, these roadies, right? Where's Cool and the Gang? They must say, where's the tour bus? <laughs> like, where's the tour <laughs> bus at? You know, then this guy goes up, all right, so we're going to do something. Then the sound man pulls me aside. He goes, it's not Cool and the Gang, man. It's a it's a it's a cover band called the Celebrations. Oh my said, god! Not am, cool. I said and I not am. Not, and Glenn was standing next to me when I said I said I am not introducing that. A crowd full of. <laughs> Did they want you to introduce them as the Celebrations? I don't even know. I said I'm not <laughs> introducing that. Celebrations, will, the cover band for I Cool in the Gang. Right. Introduce this. <laughs> I will not. We're not celebrating this. Because <laughs> because when he said that, me and Glenn looked at each. other other <laughs> i said i will not introduce i will i will not introduce yeah, who are these imposters and we walked the fuck off <laughs> that was saturday night so some local dj had to introduce them or something i or? don't know what the f- i don't i don't care i think i, think I, <laughs> I left i left hmm. and then came back on sunday and they didn't say anything to you well, you're, they weren't paying him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Say that to me. Free, Thanks for coming left, back. Yeah. We left and went to the comedy club. Free funnel cakes for everyone. <laughs> we left and went to the comedy club, Riverside Comedy Club. And then Sunday we came back. <laughs> uh, Sunday during the day. There was a Tejano stage that was going on. Tejano music is is Mexican music, basically. With the I know. Com- you know about Tejano? Yes. Yeah, with the combination of the, uh, the accordion and German mm-hmm. roots. Glenn covered that stage a lot during the day. That stage was always hopping. Because yeah. it's Mexican. They're, they're there and there's all these acts. So we we did like a three-man thing on the stage at one point. Me, Glenn, and Cleto, we were all on the stage talking to the audience and stuff like It was a good time. It was a good time. And then Sunday, War came out. That was, they did the best. So did anyone ever figure out how the set went with the celebrations? Like that they... We didn't care. No one asked? We were at that point like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this, man. <laughs> we ain't for free. That's all we knew. Was, right. We're going to get free barbecue. Right. So... We ate a lot. We ate a lot, and we took food to sound men, people working the sound oh, okay. lights. Oh, we, would get, we would go get them food. Like, yeah. and it was Glenn who came up with that. It was like, oh, get your sound man some. I was like, oh, that's right. Right. Let me mm-hmm. go get the Take sound care of them. Make friends with the staff. Yes, always. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, go get the sound man. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here you go. Here's a plate, man. You know, but it was, ugh, it was so janky. Yeah. Cool and a gang. Oh, it was chilling the group. Is what we were calling <laughs> them. The group. We were calling them chilling the group. Chilling the group. <laughs> we called them chilling the group for the longest time. And we came back on Sunday and we went back out there. Yeah, and war was great. They were great. Okay, Starship wasn't. 
Well, it's just ship. We built this city. Yeah. Like, that doesn't sound right without the girl's voice. And even that wasn't their best sound. They their didn't best sound crazy was from the 60s. You. They didn't do that. That's heart. That's crazy on oh, you. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. What's one of theirs? Uh, White Rabbit. Okay. Yeah. That's their big one from That's, the 60s. Yeah. One pill makes you larger. They didn't do that. Um, don't you want somebody to love or whatever yeah. the song is called oh that's it don't you want yeah. some they didn't do that they didn't do that you that's can't all, do it without her that's great slick right. <laughs> you, you gotta have her yeah Mickey didn't sing those songs no uh, no he just played guitar and jumped right. around Mickey Thomas or whatever yeah. douchebag <laughs> <laughs> douchebag cool um, Casey's a good dude oh if Casey the sunshine band yeah he's a, he's a nice he's guy a guy right no. Yeah, he's yeah, a white yeah. dude. He's a nice dude. Yeah. Just surrounded by black, black people. Pen, yeah. Still. <laughs> Still just surrounded by black people. Yeah. You know, but he's a good dude. Hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the older Captain War, great guy. The the guys in the band, War's band. We stood there and talked to him for about 40 minutes. Me and Glenn and Carl, good dudes. Yeah. It was just the whole, and all of us were like, "Wow, this is some badly ran shit." <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why some of those groups were like, "Pay him, pay me now," because they, yeah, they knew. We, yeah. You could they tell. knew better. Yeah, yeah. Because we didn't see them at all. Midnight Star. We just, didn't see them at all. They they did their set, destroyed, and they left. were done. Went to gyms, got some pancakes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they were done. They did great. Yeah. Done. Yeah, he was a he was a good he was a good dude, real, really good guy, really good guy. So I've had two. I guess that's what happens when you get older. Uh, it starts to happen. I mean, it happens. I, I don't know. I think being in like the breast cancer community, yeah, 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 that's yeah, something yeah, yeah. they don't talk about. It's like yeah. you're going to meet a lot of people, and then, and then they're well, going to die. Oh, okay. I'm not going to tell you not to get close to them, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was the second part of that sentence? <laughs> you know, yeah, they, uh, they don't tell you that. It was the asterisk yeah. after. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, and I'm all the way up here, and I was like, I was already, I was like, I can't drop two thousand dollars on a plane ticket, right? Yeah. That's what happens when you buy that 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 last, last minute. minute plane yeah. ticket. I was like, I can't drop two thousand dollars on a plane ticket. You can get the bereavement fare if you. I was like, I could. You got to ask for a death certificate. Friends, yeah. Like, yeah, and I was like, I could probably drive down. I'm, I was yeah. planning in my head. I don't want to drive two days. Would Glenn want me to drive for twenty four hours? Right. Probably not. <laughs> right. Yeah, he'd probably tell you not to worry. Yeah, about he'd be like, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about you it. You can just chill with the group. Yeah, <laughs> back home, have a celebration. I feel like we had just had a conversation about something online. I'm afraid to open up my my messenger. To tell you the truth, and start reading. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid to. Open up. I feel like we had just had a conversation about something concerning Ava or something about his son. He had grown grown son. So how old was he? This was sixty, like well into sixty, sixty something. Yeah, his sons were already. Damn, they're, they're coming up on thirties. Yeah, from his first marriage. Oh, he had the yeah, he had kids the first early. marriage. Yeah, and then the second marriage. Yeah, you know, he did the thing when you get married the the right out of high school marriage that you're like, this is a mistake. <laughs> 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 you know, this is forever. You do that marriage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you say forever with that weird smile on your face. Right. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah. The right is the yeah. the right is the thing. The right? You say it because it yeah. sounds cool. To, to yeah. like Commitment sounds cool. On paper. When you're like 21 years you're old. 21. Like, yeah, man. I'm never going to change. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're going to buy a house and a dog. And are yep. you? <laughs> he did that one and then he... 
You know, oh, I, I can remember what started us talking about black and white stuff was he got pulled over. He had a beautiful Audi. He got pulled over to 105 hmm. one, one day, one night. And he had been drinking. He got pulled over to 105, and the cop let him go. They still on the street and talked, and the cop let him go. And he remember, he goes, I remember thinking to myself that uh, Randolph would have got arrested yeah. at the minimum. Right. <laughs> like, That'd be a mugshot floating around. Yeah. It was like we sit on the street. We talked about that for about an hour one night at the draft at the at the, at the draft house at River Center Comedy Club. You know, and then uh, that kind of started us where it was really easy for us to have conversations. Because let me tell you what happened to me when I walked in the, in the comedy club one night. You know what it is. There's always somebody like that on the scene. Right. Some dude that kind of helps a younger, takes a shine to a younger comedian, helps him just kind of figure it out. Or even just looking at him and be like, yeah, I, I can do that. Yeah. The veteran who's not a bitter asshole. Yeah, I should, <laughs> I should do that. Yeah, I should probably do something like that. Right. Who's not to hold everything against you? Yeah, as a you're the reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're holding me back. Yeah, people like you are the problem. I should have been somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah we did a, uh, a Narcotics Anonymous in Austin once. House fun. That was the first one of those I ever did. Are those are good shows though, right? Yep. <laughs> we didn't yeah. know. We were like, and and he was like, "It's gonna be great. Don't worry about it." Yeah, because they've seen it all. Like, you're not, yeah, they're, it's gonna be great. They're not shocked by what you're gonna have to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds possible. Yeah, we did that in Austin one night. It was great. It was fan fucking tastic. And people were damn near gonna carry us out of there on their shoulders. Man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it, that. If I was, no, if I was still doing PCP, I could probably hoist you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'd be throwing you, yeah, maybe trying to eat your face off. Yeah, but. it might hurt, but I mean, I had the strength. <laughs> sober, I don't have that kind of strength. I'm sorry. So shout out to Glenn Crumpton. I'll put my hand on your back and push you out the door. Should be to Glenn Crumpton and chilling the group. Shout out to chilling the group. Chilling the group. <laughs> chilling the group. Yeah, somewhere right now they're Starfest impersonating. It's cool. In the gang Jesus, right now. We talked about that for years afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> we had emails. We got. Um, let me pull up. We got a couple Patreon and I comments. Talk about uh, Melania Trump. Oh, okay. <laughs> Melania Trump. She's uh, speaking out. Oh God. Had a sit down interview. Mm. We got a couple comments. Uh, Patreon comments. One was from uh, Brooklyn Shoe Babe who comments uh, regularly on Patreon. Um, she says, more Mike B. <laughs> Heart emoji. I really enjoyed your riffs lately. I've really enjoyed your riffs lately. Job, Circles, and the Gozer siblings from Arizona who supported their brother's opponent. I've played the Gozer siblings riff to three fucking... people and listened to it at least five times. Uh, just funny stuff. Thanks, 3GO. We've had some good riffs lately. We Thank had you. the uh, the guy who stole the plane. That was a <laughs> fun one. Um, you guy in Uganda. That was a good one. The uh, another one. Uh, and then the one other comment we got um, from Tiki on Patreon. What's up, Randy, Andy, and Puppet? You guys killed it last week on the Freeloader episode. That Mitch McConnell bit was hilarious. <laughs> That's all, Andy. <laughs> Y'all making me want to make a trip to the Crickerbur. <laughs> LOL. Uh, yeah, the free the freeloaders got got that one last week. Uh, that's all we got. And both of those people, by the way, commented on Patreon. So you see freeloaders. You can go to Patreon and leave us comments there. At the Kirkaber. The Kirkaber. Um, 
Three guys on a Gmail, by the way, if you guys want to. Here we go. Come, if you want to send us emails, we'll read them. This week, that's all we got. Crookaburr. Well, that's good. That's good. We want to thank you guys for tweeting at us. <sighs> yeah, we got some tweets, too. We don't always read our tweets oh, yeah, on the show. We've been eating up a lot of time, I'm sure. Uh, fifth, oh, 59 minutes. 58. Let's talk a little bit about Melania. Oh, relax. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm the sin- reason I say it was because um a lot of people Okay, so remember when they first came into the White House and it was Trump in the White House mm-hmm. and it's, everybody was like it's going to be while well, he's surrounded by Ivanka and Melania, right? Ladies. So they, I guess they thought he's gonna tame s- him. He's gonna smooth my jacket edges and make my make my jacket edges whole and you know like a fucking I Commodore song. What people like, aren't realizing is this is the tame him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they have tamed him. This is right. this is as tame as he gets. Yeah, no Siegfried and Roy tamed those tigers. They yeah. still bit him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that shit happens. You can't. He's. You can't be. You can't domesticate Donald Trump. Yeah, you know, he's gonna go out and do what he does. This is him as held down as he can right. be held down. And I've heard comics in the area on stage do the jokes about how Melania is. Basically, uh, upside the joke is that don't make fun of her. That she's a boss because she figured out how to make money out of the situation. Oh, that's just people are grasping. Basically, that's the upside of the joke, I guess. And I've heard I've heard variations of that joke or this or that. I don't think she's a, or the big one was that she's somehow a captive in this. Yeah. I see no victimhood for her in any of this. I think that she, I not even think, I'm merely looking at what is being presented to me. Right. Yeah. She's a birther, which right. means she's a racist. Boom. Okay. So right off the bat, she came out of the box being a birther. Okay. She wore that shitty ass coat um, and then tried to lie and say that, uh, oh, I don't know. I didn't wear it for any reason. At least her staff said that. Well, she right. didn't wear it for that. And then she comes on the interview. She's like, oh, yeah, I wore it yeah. so people could, for the, for the liberty media, who cares? I'm like, well, she's just saying the same shit she said. And then, and then people say, well, she's just parroting what Donald Samuel. No, she's, she's saying what she thinks. thinks right. Right. <laughs> you get that, right? I guess on the grander scheme of the of the uh, larger word of victimhood, that she's a victim of the system that would that being born into that. Okay, this is the way that I'm going to get ahead. Right. She, she's but a victim be, of being I'm, cheated on. But beyond, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah, she got cheated on. But beyond that, I see nothing to 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 for me to say. Well, she's a she's a victim of this. I think we I think I think that we all do that for her and Ivanka because they're pretty. Are they? Yeah. Oh. They are. They're attractive. Yeah, Melania to me. (laughs) Melania looks like an animatronic. She's falling, she's losing it now. I never thought I mean even even her younger pictures, something about her. And she's believe me, she's no Michelle Obama. 
by any stretch of the imagination. But she's, she's attractive. She's fine, I guess. You know, yeah. That's okay. that, but that's enough. If it was Sarah Sanders, she'd be like, "Fuck that bitch," because yeah. <laughs> she's not. <laughs> she's not attractive. You see know what I'm saying? Right. What do you got to say on that? Because you had said that you thought she was a victim. And at well, the same time, she's this shitty human being, which is a possible thing. I'm right. not even saying that. Because I just I, don't think it applies to her. Well, I don't think that they're, the things are mutually exclusive, is yeah. what I said. And that, and I guess victim is a strong, mm-hmm. like that's a strong word. Um, I can think that she's been abused by him at, at some point like mentally or verbally or whatever now previous vote. right easily. so those things do not cancel each other out is what i was saying I think but that, that does not mean that she's not complicit yeah. in his actions yeah. or inactions and that she too believes the shit that he oh, says and the things that she says herself she so it. she too is racist and xenophobic and yeah. and is right well sometimes also abused women take on those characteristics yes because they internalize the misogyny and the patriarchy and i think the abuse is is part of and and by the way we're not saying that he abuses her we don't know for sure wink wink (laughs) allegedly i think the abuse is part of the deal that you make and i think she's made that deal like this is what i'm gonna have to do women get trapped to be this i don't even i wonder did this is what i'm saying I don't know. I like, don't know. Is this know a business relationship? I think, yeah, yes, yes. It might be. I don't think I that's think what that people sign this up is for what I necessarily. Had to, this is what I had to do to get the fuck out of, out of, whatever stand she was in, or Estonia, <laughs> or whatever. Akia is one of the Akias. Yeah, Akias, whatever. Right. One of those. She, she was like, "This is one this the is Enias. the world that I live in. That this is the the type of woman that I am, and what I'm born into. This is what we do to do this, and part of what I'm going to have to do is." I got to de- put up with this shit. Camille Huxtable. Camille. Camille. Cosby. Huxtable? <laughs> Camille Cosby. Cosby. This is what I got to, this is what I'm going to have to deal with. And it, and my trade off is that I get to live this life. I get to do this thing. And that I'm okay with that. And by the way, I believe the same shit he's saying. Now that adds a layer. Ooh. Right? Like, so <laughs> it would be different if it was like, um, I'm getting all these things and I'm not okay, but yeah. I'm here because I'm, I'm here. I'm here because I'm here and I've been here for one. I got a kid with the motherfucker. And I don't, yeah, it's just, it's, <laughs> right. it's, yeah. but um, I think like I had mentioned before, like she's not going to garner any sympathy from me. No. Um, But I, I think the word victim, I don't know what the word is, is in, in genders sympathy. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it engenders a thought of sympathy. When I, and my thought is, she doesn't deserve. She doesn't deserve our sympathies. She doesn't. Neither does Ivanka. What am I saying? That none of nobody in the, at this point, nobody in the administration deserves our sympathies. No, and I'm not saying that we should give it to him. But I'm also didn't uh, was saying that it doesn't. The the two things don't cancel yeah. each other out. So things that have happened to her and the things that she's doing do not. I wonder how much of a victim she is, though. Or maybe she's just as cold, calculating, like, fuck it, this is what, yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Well, yeah, she could, I mean, they could be a perfect match. They could be. You know, maybe yeah. there's no abuse or anything. It's just like they're both, uh, they're both that way, you know? Yeah. They're both sociopaths. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, there's not a long list of... Uh, she's pretty fucking vacant. People just that... listen to her talk. Well, they like, haven't dug up a lot of people like, here's her college vacant. buddies and her... 
Right. Here's here's her friends from before. Like you she know. Ain't got none. Well, and what and what happens when she? I mean, I'm not, and I'm not. This isn't. This is me being like. And what happens when? Because at some point they were like, she's going to have to speak, right? Like yeah. they, she can't just sit and hide in, in the right. in Trump Tower forever. Right. So then she was like, uh, mm, uh, well. Right. Yeah. And yeah. she then she. But she contradicts herself by saying that she doesn't agree with what her husband says. But right. then she comes back and but says, then, "Okay, we should, we should. Right. I, I support these policies. What? Well, <laughs> even just saying like, um, I'm the most bullied person, and then revising right. it to say I'm one of really the most bullied you people. Was bullied as much as Hillary Clinton. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, that's a Trump as much as Michelle thing. Obama. Yeah, for a group, for a group, and this goes for for Republicans and and just white folks in general. For a group that loves to tell people to not claim victimhood, my God, they love to claim victimhood. because uh, well, they want to own it for themselves, they right? If it, it benefits them, right? So that's right. how this also kind of affects her. Like it benefits her. That's a, just I don't know. It's so Such a it's bizarre. It's very bizarre. Such a bizarre. Try to pull up the clip of her talking. What's this ad place? And then they want to give pity to her and Ivanka, especially that fucking Ivanka really bothers me. The, the thought of people being like, yeah, she's such a, and she's kind of like, no, she's not. What what, what have you seen to tell you that that's cool, that that's a thing? Tell me what I'm missing. This is her talking about being bullied. As she explained what made her create the Be Best initiative, Be which best. aims to combat bullying. What happened to you personally, or what did you see personally that you thought you wanted to tackle this issue? I could say I'm the most bullied person on on the world. You think you're the most bullied person in the one, world? One of them. That is if a direct really see thing what people that Donald saying Trump about said. me. That's why. Also, uh, her be best is a relatively new thing, but her taking on bullying yeah. was when she walked into the White House yeah. before all this bullying right. started. Right, right. Cyberbullying. It was cyberbullying. Right. So she wasn't getting cyberbullied when Trump was, was running for president. Thinking about you. I, I, you know, my be best initiative is focusing on um, Me. social media. Me best. And the first lady also talked about how she watches her husband's back. Has he had people that you didn't trust working for him? That's why he makes me walk behind yes. him. Did you let him know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I let him. <laughs> kind of like but a Saudi woman. Well, some people, they don't work there anymore. And um, it's very difficult sometimes because I'm so busy with my my office. I don't get involved with West Wing. Do you think there's still people there <laughs> that you can't don't trust? That face. She's got yes. an office. Still working now. Yes. She has an office. She might not be busy, though. But she's busy, Charity, because she said. <laughs> uh, She's just in there shuffling papers. I <laughs> <laughs> throwing them in the air, hoping they fall properly. Well, that's what Donald. That's what Donald does. And whatever lands face up, that's what we're doing today. Bullshit. <laughs> I can't. I don't take any of it seriously. None of it. She she probably feels like she's the most bullied person in the world because her husband bullies her on a on a regular basis. Get on out of here, Melania. Get the fuck out of here. It's ridiculous. Speak English, goddammit. I can't her even understand and, you. Her and Ivanka both, man. I'm telling you. It's just weird, weird to, I don't know what the, the fuck. Remember, it was Ivanka's going to help the gays. Is she? Well, no. <laughs> she likes no. gays. Wow. Ivanka's going to do this for women, for women in the workplace. Is she? Ivanka's going to do this for single, for, for mothers. No. Is she? 
It's all about their best interest, right? Like this be best interest. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And then this is going to be her talking about the jacket. If I get this clip to play the um, I don't care. Learning about this jacket. Here here we go. You can only see the side of it. So this is Melania Trump boarding. um, Oh, this is the old clip. Classic CNN. But she wore that jacket Mm -hmm. when she was going to Texas. After the hurricane. No, it's kids. It was kids locked up in cages. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It was the concentration. There's camp. been so many things right. that they've done terribly that I can't keep track. And she said, um, "Well, at the time, her office said, oh, she just wore a jacket. Didn't mean nothing.' <laughs> that one. I think it yeah. was Andy. I think it was you who said, well, you bought it.' Yeah, you bought the shit. It's and from then, Ivanka's line. <laughs> of course, <laughs> we don't care. Uh, and then now in this new interview, she says, "Well, I was a message to the media, you know." Hating ass haters, basically, uh, is what she said. So it wasn't just a jacket, then. It wasn't just a jacket. Hating media, hating ass haters, hating ass haters. haters. That's not what, and that's not what it said. I mean, that's not how it comes across either. Right. Comes Especially, across, we don't give a shit about the kids <laughs> that we put yeah, in camps. It's a lot about the optics. Mm-hmm. Like, and her camp let her wear that jacket, and I guess no one pushed back on her. I don't know if the reporter asked that question. Like, did anyone maybe suggest you shouldn't wear that jacket? Maybe. And she was like, yes, and I didn't care. Yeah, I didn't care. That's kind of the <laughs> I point. Don't, I yeah. don't care. Remember, read the jacket. Um, I'm not going to get that clip to play, apparently. It's ridiculous. You don't, you don't need it. This was part of her Africa trip. Yeah. She sat down. You know, when she shows up in the fucking looking like a Nazi... <laughs> In front of the sounding sphinx. weirdly like a Nazi too in when she talks. In front of the Sphinx. That has <laughs> yeah. I'm one of the most bullied Nazis in the world. <laughs> sounding weirdly like a Nazi. Hitler may have been a little bit more bullied than I was, but only slightly. It's just another <laughs> aspect of the racism of this country that we went from the we went from the Obamas to the Trumps. What does that tell you about this country? Also, what does it tell you about the people who say uh, hey, I voted for I voted for Barack twice, and we just need to change. I'm like, that doesn't Nothing. make you. Let's make you not racist. That tells me that you're racist. I uh, called. That's what that tells me. <laughs> I called this lady out. She had the um, the black unity fist as her symbol for ice cream, and she was, and I was like, is this a black owned business? What? <laughs> and she's like, oh no, I'm sorry, but I'm a liberal, and I was like. Oh, uh, no. co-opting. Yeah, and I was like, no. "Let me tell you how that's the problem." Yeah. <laughs> no, she's like, "But I voted for Obama, and there's a picture," and then ran away. Right. <laughs> but if I knew to let the teenagers check me, out. If I knew you were all going to give me shit for it. I wouldn't have voted for him anyway. Uh, that's I love that one. Well, I voted mm. for him twice. No, that's good. So I can't be racist because I, no, the fact that you voted for Donald Trump means you are a racist. Right, you are a racist because the guy you voted for twice. Is the direct polar opposite of this fuckboy, and he told you don't vote for this motherfucker. Right. He tells me you don't believe in anything this guy talked about. You just voted for him for, so what? So you could tell your neighbors that you voted for him? Before Basically. You, before you take their brains out of their head and put them in your. <laughs> they put, could attach it to their safety pins on their put shirt. Put on your side, get out before you do that shit. <laughs> Here's our new I red vote for. I would have voted for him again, but since I can't. I'll vote for Donald <laughs> Trump instead. Right. I'm not a racist. <laughs> yeah, you are. Racist adjacent. <laughs> yeah, 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 you are. Might as well be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. What's the difference? You know, so uh, we went from that Michelle Obama to this in the White House, and Michelle Obama did get bullied. Yeah, harshly. she's still getting bullied. Well, she's trying to get kids to eat vegetables, man. Come yeah, on, 
God. Look, if my kid doesn't want to eat vegetables and wants to wear a B-cup bra as a 10-year-old boy, then <laughs> who is she to tell him? Oh, I can't have Cheetos for dinner now? Is that is that it, Michelle? Disgusting, man. Disgusting. Where are we at? Uh, hour 14. Yeah, you guys 15. Got, you guys got shit to do. I think we accomplished some stuff today. Did we accomplish anything for these freeloaders? Uh, we accomplished a few things, I think. Uh, come to the Arlington, uh, not Arlington, the DC Draft House on November first to see the three guys on live stand-up yeah, show. It's not, a, it's not a podcast recording. I won't be there because I'll be at Magoobie's November first, second, third. I'll be there third. holding it down. But we got to get a crowd. Let's get let's let's drum up some. Uh, we didn't plug it at the open mic last night. Let's drum up some uh, interest in this thing. It's going to be uh, a monthly show. We did two already, but it's going to be like a residency. So we're trying to get uh, stand-up shows going, and then every now and then we'll record a podcast. Also, you know, you know yes. one thing we didn't talk about that we should have talked about was this guy Brian Kemp trying to suppress the vote out in Georgia. He's doing everything he can. Yeah. We just did it. We just touched on it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't see how it can be stopped at this point. Um, I blame liberal. I blame Democrats for this for allowing this to happen. Follow me. Liberals don't vote in in off years. They don't vote for. They don't vote for. Congress seats, they don't vote for Senate seats. They only come out to vote for for presidential elections. Republicans vote in everything, okay? Liberals, people of color, particularly black people, have been telling you for years that they're trying to suppress our vote. We've mm-hmm. been telling you this. We've been telling it to you for years and years and years and years and years. And you still didn't come out and vote. You still didn't do that. It wasn't enough for you. You still didn't do that, which that tells me is that you didn't look out for us. But then you want us to turn around and look out for you. Okay, well now we're here and we can't seem to push we can't seem to push things quite over the edge. Well the reason we can't do that is because you never thought to vote for the other stuff that we told you to vote for. Told you what was happening to us, and you didn't give a fuck. So here we are. Now in Georgia, all these people are being suppressed out. North Carolina suppressed out. Native Americans suppressed out. Yeah, part of it is your responsibility. A major part. It's your responsibility because you didn't show up and defend people's rights through using your vote. When people say, "Well, I don't have to vote; and it's my vote, and I can use I can use my vote anywhere you want, anywhere you want. I don't even have to vote." Yeah, okay. Is that the right thing to do? Did you think about the things that your vote goes to? Did you think about the things that your vote applies to? Did you think about the other aspects of the society that you live in? You clearly didn't. No, they want to be courted. Yeah, you know who does think about everything else? Republicans. They think about the other shit that's going on and they think about the things they want to do. It's heinous and foul, the things that they want, and they're willing to cheat to get it, but they think about it and they put themselves in the position. You just, you, it's too much. You, you can't miss fucking brunch. You Reactive, not yeah. proactive. You can't be proactive. When we're telling you what it is, this is why people have been saying, quite a few writers have been saying, at least writers of color have been saying, is that, Fuck them. Just start looking at voters of color. Just start focusing on voters of color because you're of no help to us. Six out of ten of you vote for this. That leaves four for us. And out of that four, we can really only count on two. If we could count on the four, we wouldn't be here right now. You see what I'm saying? I don't. Is my logic wrong? Is my logic flawed on this? Well, it becomes a thing of like... Uh if you have voter suppression, then 
the logic's not flawed, but if you have voter suppression, then it's even harder mm-hmm. to vote out these people. Right. 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 You know? So there right. has to be some extra. And they've like this Georgia. This guy is the Kemp. Yeah. He's the guy who took people to court right. for registering minority voters. Right. right. And had like a hundreds of charges against them all got dropped. Yeah. But that was him trying to send a message. We're going to arrest you if you try to. Mm-hmm. And that didn't wake up the, let's right. say, the white liberals. Right. I don't know how many of those there are in Georgia, but, you know, there's some. I don't know, but if you combine that number with all the black people. Right. You know, and that was the big fear down south after Reconstruction when, after the war, during Reconstruction, when black people started winning uh, congressional seats and winning mm-hmm. congressional seats there are more black people there than there are white people because of slavery and the big fear was if these people start they're going to vote us out they're going to take our power and then the south is now all Atlanta right <laughs> you know and we can't have that so they can't rise again we're if- going to end reconstruction and that's what happened and it was allowed so who allowed it was it Republicans that allowed it or was it the Democrats who didn't step up but also it shows it? you some of the some of the phoniness in the messaging on the right when they say black people get off the Democrat plantation. Right. It's like, well, okay, can we vote? No. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I thought you want me to get off the plantation. Right, so right. if black people for whatever reason started really in big numbers, um, aligning with the right, right. you'd oh, see yeah. all these things, these rules change right. about voter suppression. You'd see all the, the exact match ID shit, mm-hmm. all the stuff about can you vote in your college town or your hometown, all that stuff. They would make it a lot easier for black right. people to vote. Of course. you know. So it's not even about that, like, oh, the voter fraud and all that. It's, it's clearly transparent because right. if they want black people to get off the plantation, they'd want them to vote because right. they have this righteous message that black people should be eating up right right it should be and if your message is so strong if your message is sound then why, why are you suppressing people why are you cheating if your message is so sound every and every aspect of the state particularly after the voting rights john roberts is stupid ass well we don't need the voting rights act anymore i'm like god you're white <sighs> you're so white <laughs> i don't know where you stand politically i don't know but i know this you're fucking Dumb, milquetoast thoughts are fucking people. I know that. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know where you stand politically. Quite frankly, I don't care. I know that you believing that, well, you know, we don't need these. We don't need the Voting Rights Act anymore. Things are better now. I know you believe in that makes you fucking stupid and you shouldn't be a Supreme Court justice, (laughs) let alone the the chief justice of the Supreme Court. You shouldn't be that because you're not that intelligent. You're book smart. (laughs) <laughs> okay all right what's that mean it ain't doing me no good because it doesn't affect him or people that look like him so it doesn't well he literally doesn't believe i believe that he literally doesn't believe that there is a problem anymore well right that's what i'm saying because it yeah. doesn't and yeah it's, yeah. He literally yeah it's not in his purview at all Mm-mm. there's no problem but he literally believes that no what what problem there's no problem what <laughs> So here we are. So listen, if you got some people in Georgia or something. Oh, and and one more thing. Don't let other black people shame you into the thing of um, we as black people are not doing enough. I don't like that. Somehow it's our fault. 
And if we would just do more and register more and do that, that's don't let people don't let other black people shame you into that bullshit. That's not true. Well, that's white supremacy being uh, internalized, and and, and and that's that's yeah, not true. Yeah, I think we're doing as much as we possibly can. I literally believe that right now, someone is registering somebody to vote. Literally right now, someone's registering somebody to vote. Someone mm-hmm. is going and talking to somebody. Someone's doing that right now, and I think we're doing enough. I'm not saying to not do it, okay? But don't let nobody tell you that we're not doing it and that we're not doing enough. And definitely don't let nobody black tell you that bullshit because it's not true. It's not true. And that that upsets me. And I've I've unfriended people behind that because that's not it's not true. It's not true. Somehow we're the reason that we're not doing enough. That's bullshit. We're doing a lot. <laughs> we're doing. We've been doing uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've been doing. Uh, <laughs> been if, doing not enough. If there was something more that we could do, we'd be doing it. <laughs> We've been doing it. Keep doing it, but don't let anybody tell you that you're not doing enough. All right, that one was for the black people and my white soccer moms. <laughs> we want to thank Charity for sitting in with us. Thank you for having me. Always great. You guys love her. She'll be back as always. Um, you want to do a quick any more show rundown? Uh, I already plugged mine. That's, um, that's fine. You know, check check uh, for me uh, tonight. I'm at this is Thursday tonight. I'm at um, uh, almost ladies' night at the Big Hunt. No, I'm sorry. At Beer Baron in D.C. The Beer Baron in D.C. Almost late at night. Starts at 7.45. Tomorrow night, I'm at the Improv. Friday night, two shows. 7.30 and 9 o'clock at, uh, in the lounge of the D.C. Improv. Uh, there's two chances to come see me this week. So come on out. Come on out. I'll be standing and delivering. I'll be standing and delivering. Charity, you got anything happening? Uh, tomorrow night, uh, I'll be at Beer Baron downstairs. Late night, open mic. Um, and then on the 24th, I'll be at the Richmond Funny Bone um, doing Women Crush Wednesdays. So it. if you're in Richmond, come out and see me. Our Richmond people, go see Charity. Go Charity. Thanks again, people. We appreciate y'all. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Charity Shade. Hey, put three guys on. We are out. <laughs>